0: Forgiveness after an abortion on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Heath Lambert and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. One of the topics that has just overtaken our cultural consciousness in the aftermath of the Planned Parenthood scandal is the issue of caring for women who are considering an abortion or who have had an abortion. This is a topic that is dear and precious to my heart because it's important to me that Christians be caring for women who are being destroyed by a culture of death that endorses abortion on demand. One of the things that nobody talks about is the fact that when women have an abortion, they will incur guilt and many of them will feel this guilt. They will begin to feel the need for forgiveness pressing in on them. This is an issue that we have to address because so many of us know these women, some of you are those women, and we need to do ministry to one another so that we can know what forgiveness looks like in the aftermath of a sin like abortion. And so I've invited to be our guest this week on Truth and Love, Julie Ganchal. Julie is a counselor certified with ACBC. She has many years of counseling experience. And this week, Amy Evenson sat down and talked with her about this crucial topic. In the aftermath of an abortion, there is so much emotion and heartache going on, even years after the abortion has happened. What would you say to a woman who thinks God can't forgive her after her abortion?
1: Well, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. As biblical counselors, our primary mission is to give the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who are lost and dying in their sin, Mm -hmm. and to bring help, healing, and hope to those who are broken and ruined because of their sin. And I can think of no greater group of people more in need of help, healing, and hope than those who are post-abortive. What I would say to a woman who thinks that God cannot forgive her abortion is this, What I want you to know is God is a forgiving God, and yes, he can and does forgive the sin of abortion. Mm. So many women are living with a past abortion in their lives, and it haunts their present life. I mean, women have been suffering in some cases with post-abortion effects for decades. Mm. We do know that the greatest number of women having abortions are in the 19 to 24 year age range. And uh, these women typically wait 7 to 10 years before reaching out for any help after Mm -hmm. their abortions. Uh, Many times they live for decades and multiple decades with the pain and the agony of post-abortive problems. And knowing this has made me much more aware on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights as I'm looking around my church Wondering how many of these dear women are locked in a world that's full of guilt and fear and shame, terrified that if they were to die on the way home, that they would be unforgiven for Mm -hmm. their abortions, and living under the kind of shame and condemnation that I, I don't think that someone who hasn't experienced an abortion can really understand in a, in a biblical post-abortion counseling ministry, the women typically come from one or one of two groups and each has their own unique spiritual problem. The first group are women who had abortions before becoming Christians. And the second group are women who've had abortions as Christians. And I think this is difficult for us to understand that Christian women do have abortions. Mm-hmm. One out of every million women each year in the United States has an abortion, and 200,000 of them are Bible-believing Christian women. That means that one in every five women who gets an abortion identifies herself as a born-again, evangelical, charismatic, or fundamentalist Christian. And for a variety of reasons, these women think they have no other choice than to end their pregnancy. And as a church, we need to be prepared to help women from both groups work through all of the issues that result from the abortion decision, including the fear that God will not forgive them for what they've done. I think two of the biggest issues that all post-abortive women struggle with are guilt and fear, and both of these are directly connected to God and being forgiven by God. Uh, we believe that dealing with the guilt goes beyond dealing with just the guilty feelings. Guilty feelings are a typical result of when we sin against God or man, and we believe that a post-abortive woman has to deal with the real guilt that goes beyond just how she feels. In most cases, having an abortion is at the end of a long train of sinful decisions, so she has to begin by biblically addressing the things that led to the pregnancy, things such as being sexually immoral, lying to her parents or authority figure, perhaps lying to the boy or the man um, with whom she conceived the child, making selfish decisions, or just simply living a duplicitous life, um, acting one way in front of her church friends or family, and then another way in the private areas of her life. She's also going to have to deal with the real guilt that comes from ending the baby's life. And with that guilt comes fear. Most post-abortive women are often very fearful of being judged by God for what they've done. They fear God's punishment. They fear his retribution, going to hell, having future children be born maimed or disfigured, or even um, having children die as some sort of a of a divine punishment against um, them for having an abortion. And I think most of all, they fear having to live with this secret for the rest of their lives. And all of these things go into her belief that God can't possibly forgive me. Mm -hmm. I've done this thing. It's unforgivable. And I honestly don't think that the church helps itself. We do not help post-abortive women as the church. Many churches are very vocal about abortion being murder. And many pastors will stand up in front of their churches on Sunday, particularly um, during the, the pro-life season, which tends to be around the fall of the year. Yeah. And they, they will, you know, pound on the pulpit and talk about murdering your baby. And the post-abortive woman who is already dealing with all of this guilt and all of this fear and shame thinks to herself, there is no way I'm going to go to these people for help. All I would get is condemnation. And I've got enough of that already. So they, they believe if, well, humans can't forgive me, how could a holy and perfect God ever forgive me for what I've done? Now, the woman who's not a Christian, of course, she fears going to hell because of what she's done. And I have to agree, the unsaved woman who has had an abortion is in a perilous place, but not only because of her abortion. You know, she, she needs to know that it's possible to resolve all of her guilt and free herself from any divine judgment by God, like everyone else, she has to believe the gospel by faith. She has to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for her sin, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. She has to accept and believe by faith that there is forgiveness for even the sin of abortion. Now, when a woman has an abortion as a Christian, she doesn't really understand how God could forgive her even for this, knowing what she knows, um, knowing about grace, knowing about mercy, knowing about what God thinks of abortion, and yet she had one anyway. These are women that are really fearful there is no forgiveness available to them. Or sometimes they say, well, I'm sure that God's revoked my salvation because how could I do this knowing what I know? But we have to help her and all women understand that while abortion is a horrible sin, it is a forgivable sin. All post-abortive women need to hear that, yes, God has found her guilty for her abortion and every other sin, and in Christ, justice has been served. God has accepted the payment of Christ's blood for the blood she spilled in having an abortion. And Christ's sacrifice is sufficient for all her sin the past sin, the present sin, and even the future sin, the stuff we haven't even thought of yet, the mm-hmm. blood of Christ covers our sin. And I think this is critical for her to understand that her sin is forgivable in Christ. And as a sinner, she must repent and she must run to him for forgiveness. First John nine says that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness even the sin of abortion. And I do think it takes real faith to believe in that type of forgiveness. So
0: what about a woman who says she can't forgive herself for her abortion?
1: Well, a woman who says she can't forgive herself will say things like, well, I know that God has forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. Mm -hmm. Well, this is just a lack of faith in God. And it is though she is saying to herself, and she's saying to God, you know, your sacrifice was good enough for that sin, but not for this sin. And in doing so, she is effectively negating the power of the sacrifice of Christ in her mm-hmm. life. There is no biblical support for forgiving yourself. And I do understand that there are sometimes nagging feelings that go along with Um, having committed a horrible sin of any kind including abortion and the lord doesn't say you're forgiven if you feel forgiven and the lord doesn't say you're forgiven if you forgive yourself he says you are forgiven and this is something that you have to believe and receive Mm. when you repent and confess your sin of abortion both uh, 1 john 1 9 and hebrews 10 17 says god remembers the sin no more it is no longer a part of who you are. So I think if a woman is struggling with forgiveness, she has to remind herself that the very reason that Christ died was to pay the penalty for our sin, because we are incapable of doing it for ourselves. And to believe we must forgive ourselves is a very grievous sin before God, telling him that Jesus' sacrifice was not enough for your abortion sin. It's just simply an unbiblical thought life and, mm-hmm. you know, renewing of the mind consistently with truth about God's character and his forgiveness and reading the Old Testament narratives of people who were forgiven of horrible, grievous sin and probably no no man greater in the New Testament than the Apostle Paul, yeah. who um, was forgiven of great sin before God because of the sacrifice of Christ.
0: You're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. One of the things we do as a part of our ministry at ACBC is to equip church members and local churches to minister the scriptures in the counseling context. We travel around the country at various places and do this, and this year we're visiting New York City, Jacksonville, Florida, and Raleigh, North Carolina, We'll be focusing on counseling training at those locations, and we'll be offering a specific advanced track to help you learn the details of biblical counseling methodology. If you'd like more information about those events or about ACBC in general, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.